Okay, this is Steve Vancura. Uh, or this is actually part two of a um, little dis discussion we're going to have on the tongue, your rudder in life. The tongue, your rudder in life. This comes from the book of James, which compares uh, a person's tongue to the rudder on a ship. Even though the rudder is a very small uh, part of the big, big ship, uh, yet that rudder uh, is responsible for turning that big ship wherever it goes. And uh, please uh, listen to, the, to part one of this lesson because it lays a groundwork for understanding what I'm going to continue with here in this lesson. All right, so first um, I'm going to open with a little prayer. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. The Bible says we're two or more are gathered together in your name, Lord, that you are in the midst of us, Father. So by your Spirit, Father, bring to life the Word and impart it into our hearts by your Holy Spirit to change us for your eternal purposes. We ask you that in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so um, there's a scripture that we talked about in the last lesson. Every idle word that a man shall speak he will give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words shall you be justified, and by your words shall you be condemned. Now that's a very powerful statement. When it's all said and done at the end of a person's life, literally every word we speak is recorded, and uh, the motivation and uh, nature of that word and what it causes in my life and in others is going to be a very big part maybe a major part of how we're judged by God. Uh, we have to give account uh, for everything that we do while in the flesh, that is, in our physical bodies in life. The Bible says it is given unto men once to die, and then comes the judgment. Okay, so uh, we said in the last lesson that God is a God uh, operates by faith, by faith. You and I are made in God's image, and uh, therefore, the same thing is true for us. Uh, faith, or what we say and believe, is how we operate our life. Uh, God creates by His spoken word. We talked about a scripture that says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. So the word, the spoken word, is one thing, but the power which brings the word to pass is that breath, which we said was the Spirit of God. And the same thing, amazingly, is true for us. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what Jesus said, uh, as we talked also about uh, in the last lesson. Uh, so out of the abundance of the heart, what is the heart? The heart is the combination of your mind or soul and your spirit man. So dependent upon the spirit in your being, you know, what, what's the nature of the spirit in your being, that also is going to anoint the words that you speak. So the words are an expression of authority, authority, all right? But it's the spirit that brings to pass what I speak, exactly like it worked with God. God speaks the word, and that anointing or the breath of his mouth then brings it to pass. Uh, and the same thing is true for us, whether for good or evil. 
Jesus said to the Pharisees, remember, uh, who says, um, how can you, he said, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? Because out of the overflow or the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he was pointing out that the, there's a connection between the words that come out of our mouth and what is in our heart. Uh, the spirit inside of us determines the nature and purpose of the words we speak and actually can apply, in a sense, power to bring to pass the word. This is so amazing and not understood by most of us, but literally Jesus teaches that what you say in your mouth and believe in your heart is going to come to pass in your life. We talked about how in the book of James, it says, if anyone is never at fault in what he says, that he is a perfect man and able to keep his whole body in check. And it, James says this, he says, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person and sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. That is such a profound statement that, you know, a person uh, can literally create a terrible fire, uh, cause a lot of destruction in their lives by what they say. All right, and, and this, like I said, it's because the devil works through people whose hearts are yielded to him, and he works through words, okay? And this is why James also said in chapter 3, he said, out of the same mouth produce, proceed blessing and cursing. So my words can be a blessing um, if I have the Holy Spirit in me and the Holy Spirit's anointing my words. And so I'm speaking grace. Uh, Paul said, let your words be seasoned with grace. Grace is God's power. Uh, he said that we all should covet to prophesy. All right, and he, but then he explained what prophecy is. He said, these are words given by God, by the Holy Spirit, that we speak. You and I speak them, but the Holy Spirit in us anoints the word to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification means to build up not to tear down. Exhortation means to encourage, not discourage. And comfort, well, that's kind of self-explanatory. But words are so powerful that, that you know as I know that somebody can say something. Just say a few words and they can ruin your day. Or they can lift you up and carry you through a day. A few words can really impart either blessing or cursing. Uh, those words are alive. They're literally powerful. Jesus one time said, My words are spirit, and they are life to those that find them. The devil would say, My words are spirit, and they are death to those that find them. All right, now, because down here on earth, we are either serving God or serving the devil. All right, that's just that's the way the system works, okay? Because we are made in God's likeness, just like God does everything with the words, spoken words. 
so also mankind. We have um, authority. God gave mankind authority on the earth. Uh, and we express that authority through spoken words. And then depending upon the spirit, whether of God or of the devil that's down inside of us, we can accomplish either God's will or the devil's will. And you may say, well, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I, I just can't believe that, that's, that, you know, that, that just words can create so many problems. I remember when I was a kid, my mother used to say, uh, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Well, I'm telling you what, that is not scriptural because words can create all kinds of problems. Death, the scripture says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, there's a very, very interesting scripture uh, that about Nimrod, a fellow named Nimrod. Remember who Nimrod was? I think he was the, either the grandson or great-grandson of Noah. And Nimrod was an evil man. And after the flood, um, he decided that, by golly, I'm never going to let God, you know, destroy all flesh. We're going to do something here so we can protect ourselves so that God can't touch us or mess with us again. So uh, he rallied a bunch of people together and they decided to build what they call the Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. And, of course, uh, the, he, the Nimrod was um, instrumental in starting uh, Assyria and, and Babylon. And basically, they uh, served false gods, and they were rebellious against God. But uh, they were busy building their empire, and um, they were having so much success, I'll say, uh, building this kingdom that was... Um, uh, against the things of God. The Bible says that God came down on the earth to come and see what was going on. And here's what it says. This is Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. It says, The Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Okay, so here, here's what's going on. They are building a kingdom, all right, that is rebellious against God. They serve false gods. They're worshiping demon and demon spirits and fallen angels, and they are uh, corrupting mankind. And, and the Lord himself said, there is no limit to how much they can accomplish. Now, it must have something to do with the words they say because it's the way God fixed it, the way God stopped them, it says he, they can do, there's no limit to what they can do. They can do whatever. No limit, okay? But the way God stopped the whole process, he scrambled their languages so that they couldn't understand each other. Now they could no longer come into agreement, communicate, and so he stopped. God stopped what they're doing, okay? So this is an important point, that, that, that here for, to accomplish evil purposes, there's no limit to what Nimrod could do. Do you know why? Because everybody down on the earth is either serving God or the devil. Mankind, by what he speaks, you see, has authority on earth because the earth was given to man and, and uh, the ability or right to rule and reign. 
but the way we rule and reign is by our God, whoever I'm serving. So if I'm serving the devil, then when I open my mouth and speak the words of the devil, then the devil anoints or empowers those words to accomplish what the devil wants to do. God is the same way, okay? Uh, if I speak, if I serve God and the Spirit of God is in me, then the words that I speak are now God's words and His anointing brings to pass what I speak. Now that may sound pretty wild, but that is in fact true. And, and this is what Jesus said. He said, uh, whosoever shall say, he said, have the God kind of faith. Well, what is the God kind of faith? To talk to things. We see in the scriptures that Jesus, over and over again, he, he would talk to things. He'd command demons to come out of people. He'd command the sick to be well. He command a dead person to come to life. He command the, the blind to see. Uh, he, in the middle of a storm on Sea of Galilee, you know, he rebuked the wind and commanded the, you know, the waves to be still and to stop the wind, and it all obeyed him. It all obeyed him. The Bible says uh, that the, the disciples in the boat there with him, they were absolutely astonished. They said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? But you know, when Jesus one time cursed the fig tree and the fig tree in a couple of days wilted and died, uh, the disciples pointed that out and said, look, Lord, this, this fig tree that you cursed, it's, it's dead. And, and Jesus said something. He said, have faith in God. Well, that's not exactly what he said. If you look in the margin of your Bible there, it says that the actual statement was, have the God kind of faith. Well, what's the God kind of faith? The God kind of faith is to talk to things, to speak. Because what I speak with my mouth and believe in my heart is going to come to pass. That's the way I work for God, or it can be the way I work for the devil. Okay, both God and the devil work through people. And it's what we believe and say that by which the devil can work or God can work in the earth. Now that, that again, that may, you may have never heard that before, but if you look in the scripture, you find out that that's the case. So when the disciples said, you know, wow, look at this tree you cursed. It's, it's wilted and died. Jesus made this statement, have the God kind of faith. Whosoever, he said, will say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatever he saith shall come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So you and I, that's true for us, you see. And, and so the way God um, works and acts through me is through His Word. And when I believe His Word and speak His Word and pray His Word, then He can bring to pass His Word. But I have to be a part of that. Since man was given dominion over the earth, God has to work through people down here. Uh, this is why when Adam and Eve sinned and lost dominion over the earth, it was a man that lost the dominion through sin and for God to correct the situation, he had to send a man back to correct the situation. And who is that? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was a man. He called himself the Son of Man. 
born of Mary. You know, uh, the Bible says that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So when Jesus came to the earth, and in spite of all the tempting of the devil, Jesus never sinned because he had the power of the Holy Spirit inside of him to say no to sin, to resist the sin. Notice that Jesus spoke things. Everything he did was by the spoken word. Uh, everything. You know, and the disciples clearly could see that. And so the Bible says that people were amazed at the, of the words of grace that came out of his mouth. All right. And, and as he would just speak something, it, it would come to pass. But here's what he said. He said, the words that I speak are not my words. I only say what I hear the Father saying. You know, and he said, the miracles that I do, that's not me. Of myself, I can't do anything. It's the Father in me that does the work. Now, this is also true for us. The words that we speak and, and what we believe about those words literally uh, change our life. I mean, either for the good or, or evil, all right? Uh, we're going to get whatever we say with our mouth and believe with our heart, all right? Now, there's two kinds of people in the world. There, one says, I can do whatever. Somebody else says, I cannot. Now, they're always both right. They are always both right. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Literally, the words that I speak are prophetic in a sense. Because what I believe and say is going to come to pass. Okay? If I say, well, I can't, you know, I can't stop sinning. Well, then you're expressing your absence of faith, in a sense, in what God says. Because God says, if I walk in the Spirit, I will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. All right? I have to believe what God says and agree with God to get what God promises. This is so important. You know, there's a scripture in Amos that says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? All right? I have to agree with God. And, and um, so I, ha I have to spend time studying the Word to find out uh, you know, the promises that God gives me. The Bible says that all things that pertain to life and godliness have already been given through the knowledge of Him. In other words, legally, um, healing, uh, deliverance from evil, uh, sanctification, everlasting life, uh, godly character and nature, uh, everything is already provided for me and legally bought and paid for uh, through the death of Jesus Christ. It's legally mine, all right? But uh, for me to manifest it in my life requires me to believe it, to believe what God says, and to confess it, to pray it. Uh, Jesus one time, or not Jesus, actually James made a comment. He said, uh, he said you have not because you ask not, okay? Ask and you shall receive. This is what Jesus said. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. In other words, uh, God has already provided everything we could possibly need for life and godliness. It's all provided through the sacrificial death of Christ. But for me to receive it uh, and manifest it in my life, I have to believe it. 
And the primary way that I express my faith is to say it, to say it, all right? And, and uh, so and what I'm doing is what I say with my mouth and believe in my heart comes to pass in my life. Now, it's not my job to bring it to pass. It's God's job to do what he said he's going to do. And that's the nature of the promises of God, promises. There's about 7,500 promises in the Word of God. And like I say, the, the general form of those promises is uh, what do we call conditional. That God says, if you do this, then I'm going to do that. Now, we experience that in life all the time, okay? Uh, a father might say to the, your daughter that's going to college or something like that, hey, if you ever need some money or if you need a laptop or if you need uh, this or that or whatever, just give me a call. You know, so uh, in a sense, that promise that's given is kind of like money in the bank. You, you, you know, you know, once, once the, promises, the promise has been made and you know the nature of your, your parent, uh, that they, they're going to do what they say they're going to do, then you don't have to worry about it. But when the need arises, all you got to do is remind dad or mom or whatever what they said Dad, do you remember when you said that? And he says, yes, sweetie. Uh, then, well, now I need it. Uh, and he says, okay. Uh, and then he does what he says he's going to do. All right. Uh, now, maybe it might be conditional in a sense. If you get good grades, I'll get you a new laptop, uh, whatever else like that. But And like I said, that's the general nature of the promises God makes. Okay. Uh, for example, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause, like the noonday sun. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right. Now, so notice there's a part we do, and then there's a part God does. All right. Uh, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not, okay? If you have not, it's because you ask not, okay? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So again, look at all those. There's, there's promises. There's, there's like 7,500 promises in Scripture, okay? So that's why it's so, so important to go find out what God says. What, what are all those promises? And just like a promise from your parents or like money in the bank, you know, we need to understand and know those promises. Know that anytime we have a need, we could go to the Father and He's going to do what He says, okay? Um, there's a scripture in Numbers that says, God is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He would change His mind. Does He speak and not act? Does He promise and not fulfill? Of course not. You know, God cannot lie. He absolutely cannot lie, all right? So now James tells us that no man can tame the tongue and, and that, you know, human beings, um, again, speak, the words that come out of our mouths reflect what's down in our heart, okay? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, you can just hang around somebody for a while and it doesn't take very long at all. You know a, a whole lot about what's down inside of them, uh, what's in their heart, uh, the nature of the, you know, what they think is important in life, uh, what they think about this or that or whatever. Uh, that, uh, because we can't help it. 
whatever is in my heart is going to come out in my mouth. Words are, are you ever hear somebody ha, has a sharp tongue? A sharp tongue. Uh, because a tongue uh, can hurt people, like we said. Uh, words could be either blessings or cursing. Uh, we can speak and tear somebody down, or we can speak and build somebody up. All right. Uh, what I need to train my mouth to say what God says. There's a saying I, I really like. It says, I am who God said. Well, I'm going to back it up a little bit. God is who he says he is. And God can and he will do what he says he can do. And I am who God says I am. And I can do what God says I can do. And God's word and his spirit are at work with my, uh, mightily in me. All right. Uh, so words, like I said, are of infinite, and I mean infinite, importance. All right. Uh, that we can, like David, say, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The best way to begin to change you know, how we speak and how we affect others is, number one, all right, is to receive the lordship of Jesus, okay? So that God births Christ in our hearts all right, and puts the Holy Spirit inside us because it's that spirit down in our heart that determines, determines the nature of what comes out of my mouth. All right? and, and then to study and meditate on the Word. Uh, Joshua one time asked God after God said, well, you're going to my, lead my people into the promised land. And he said, how in the world can I do that? And, and, and God said this, This book of the law, or the scriptures, shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have every success. Okay? So by putting that word down on my heart, meditating on it, you know, so that it gets planted. Remember, we, words are seeds, okay? And, the, and Jesus said, my words are spirit, and they are life to those that find them. So we're planting God's living seed. You know, as I meditate on it, memorize it, speak it, pray it, believe it, put it down in my heart, then it begins to change my heart. It changes me. And then just automatically, when I begin to speak something, guess what's going to come out? The Word of God, you know, and, and again, that's the way God works. He always does things by His spoken Word. Uh, and uh, we learn the same thing. We are children of a, we are faith children of a faith God. So, uh, you know, spend some time studying the Word. Uh, review these lessons on the tongue and uh, go find some more lessons about the tongue and put into practice these principles. So let's bow our hearts. I'm going to say a blessing over you. Father God, I just ask you, Paul one time said, he said, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, grace is God's power and when grace comes to us, peace is the result. Father, let my friend who's listening, uh, let their words be seasoned 
with grace. And Father, may the words of their mouth and the meditations of their heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.